0: This is the Action Network podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. (laughs) Winner! Winner! Chicken Dinner! Four.
1: You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM golf edition of course and it's a major championship week can't wait to get it started i'm jason sobel and justin ray my usual cohort on here on paternity leave congrats to justin and his wife on their new baby jack he's going to be away for a couple of weeks but but we've got amanda rose from the gimme from golf bet to fill in what a treat that is especially on a major championship week what's going on amanda
2: Not much, Jason. I would just like to preemptively apologize to all of our listeners for having to listen to me. But I've actually been on fire lately, so I rescind that apology and instead offer congratulations.
1: That is a great launching point because (laughs) uh, you have been on fire. You've had some really good picks on the gimme lately. Last week, first round leader, you wrote it up. You sent it on the gimme. You took Jordan Spieth as your first Mm -hmm. round leader play. He was tied with J.J. Spawn at the end of the first round. Um, all of that is great. I commend you on that play. Uh, but, but, but you then proceed to go on social media and tell everybody how great you are because you made that play last week. What, what, that? <laughs> Act like you've been there before.
2: I mean, I haven't recently, or at least like, at least not in the written form. I was really proud of that one because the first round leader bets are so hard to hit. I mean, you mm-hmm. know that it's like, mm. These guys are marathon runners, right? They're not really sprinters. Some of the guys are sprinters, and they're the guys that you're, like, so disappointed at on Friday when they go from, like, a 65 to a 75, and you're like, seriously? Seriously? But, like, we need these guys that are marathon runners, you know? Take it to Sunday. Take it home.
1: My first-round leader play this week, I am – I don't feel good about it already, which means it's probably a pretty good play, but um, we'll get to some of those. We usually rehash the week before, um, before we get to the tournament at hand, but I feel like there's not a whole lot. Congratulations to KH Lee, winner of the AT&T Byron Nelson. Um, and
2: um, what's his, and uh, <laughs> I already forgot his name. Justin picked him or he, was he in our DFS lineup on the gimme? He was in something. Jason picked, Justin picked him for something.
1: He had KH Lee maybe as his first round leader, actually.
2: Oh, that's what it was. But I was like, man, Justin and KH Lee, like that's so random.
1: So his baby Jack was born on Thursday morning last week Mm -hmm. and a little, a couple days early, not much early, but I I texted Justin afterwards. He had KH Lee as his first round leader who played really well in the opening round to start. And he had Sebastian Munoz who had started really well as his uh, sleeper pick. And I texted him. I said, "Congratulations! So happy for you guys. That's great. Someday you'll have to tell Jack how close he came to being named either Kh or Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and That's and, great. Really, and it's just a couple of birdies away. Because come on, if you pick Kh Lee as a first round leader and he takes the first round lead, and you have a baby that day, at some point it's uh, Kyung Hun Lee that or uh, Ray that is going to yeah. be his name."
2: He should he should come to me for or my family for the Korean baby names cuz my little brother is actually adopted was adopted from Korea um, and his given name was Ryu Jihoon and mm. Jihoon I believe means it's either little king or big king I always forget but it, his middle name is Jihoon so it's like it, I I'm you know I'm the Korean name connoisseur of the show I-
1: kh sebastian they all would have been good yeah. jack jack ray is a good name by the way it, i still
2: think amanda would have been a great name it would have been trailblazing you know it just it would have been something
1: i can't believe he didn't go in that direction i know um, i'm yeah, so mad
2: pj didn't go in that direction but we have jennings on the show on wednesday which will be fun
1: by the way oh my gosh what what a good Talking promo that was jennings on the gimme back with us we're bringing the band back together for yeah. the gimme this wednesday 8 30 p.m eastern time uh you'll be able to find it on all your social channels will be tweeting it out and sending it out on Facebook and everything else. So can't wait to have Jennings back in the fold. I, I've i already gotten a little inkling of who he likes. And so yeah, um, you got, you guys know how Jennings likes to fire, especially at the majors. So you'll want to tune in for that. And uh, yeah, getting back to the, the Nelson. I I'd love to sit here for 10 minutes and break it all down. I was in a car the entire time <laughs> during the Sunday final round. Doesn't look like I missed much. I, I was watching at home when KH Lee passed Sam Burns very early in the round and then that was crazy sort of put it on cruise control. And there's really nothing left to talk about. It just wasn't a whole lot of drama out of that thing. Great for KH Lee. It's a life changer. Uh, He's one of, I believe now five players who have gained a a first uh, time victory on the PGA tour this season, which seems really low. Uh, It just goes to show how hard it is to win on the PGA tour, but congratulations to him. You got anything else from last week you want to talk about?
2: I mean, we saw Jordan again, like mm-hmm. once again, he's still in the mix. Like there's so many people, oh, you know, I don't know if he's back. I don't know if he's back. I mean, how can you deny that he's back? Like he won before the masters. He finished tied for third at the masters. He finished tied for ninth last week. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the Jordan show. Like I fully expect a, a, a top 10 from him this week.
1: Is somebody saying Jordan is not back right now? Are, are there I mean, still those Jordan deniers out there?
2: There are. And see, I've learned in this political climate, if people are deniers of anything, you just kind of, you just let them do it. Like, it, <laughs> it's not worth fighting. Um, It's not worth deciding who's going to Thanksgiving dinner. Like, you just, 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 you know, talk about other things.
1: By the way, yeah, I don't understand
2: the, the speech deniers. It, it's no. really upsetting.
1: Seven top tens in his last nine starts. And oh, by the way, which we... Barely talk about, and I think just because it's only been a few years, but Phil Mickelson has famously finished second place at the U.S. Open six times, mm-hmm. come so close so many times to joining what I think is golf's most exclusive club, one of the coolest clubs in all of sports. Only five players, Gene Sarazen, Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, have won the career Grand Slam. Phil, so close so many times. We've talked about it ad nauseum for years. Rory McElroy has demons at Augusta National, came so close at, at, at the Masters 10 years ago and since then has been coming various degrees of close once again and hasn't gotten there. And And you wonder, you would think at some point it's going to happen for Rory, but who knows? Maybe it won't. We always thought Ernie Els, we always thought Greg Norman would win a Masters. And now we look at Jordan yeah. Spieth and sort of the, the 1C storyline of players going after the career Grand Slam is Jordan, who yeah. – clipped off a master's early in his career, got a U.S. open right afterwards, uh, got an open championship, sort of the three toughest legs. Kinda, yeah, I was going to say that the, this
2: is the easiest one left in a way,
1: in a way. I mean, Not I've always like, thought the masters is like the easiest yeah. one because there's only a 90 or so guys in the field right. and really 30 of them the don't have much of a brilliant. chance, but yeah. still based on credit, you don't want to leave the masters as the last one because all of a sudden there's pressure anyway to win a masters, but then yeah. so much more pressure when it's, the fourth of the four legs of the grand slam, but for Jordan, it, basically all he has to do that make it sound really easy is go win this week. And he's in the same conversation with tiger and Jack and Ben Hogan. I mean, that's mm-hmm. crazy to think about that yeah. two months ago. We're like, what's wrong with Jordan. Is he ever going to win again to, Hey, he could be considered one of the all-time greats if he does indeed win at Cuba. So I, I guess let's start talking about, this week's PGA Championship by talking yeah. about Jordan Spieth. What do you think about his chances for um, for completing that career Grand Slam this week?
2: I like his chances, but I don't love them. Mm-hmm. Like i I think it could very well happen, but I almost feel like there's too much happening at once that it just would be too explosive, right? Like for him to have just won again and then win the major and complete the Grand Slam and go from, like you said. Being some guy where we're like, hello, where are you, Marco? Like, you know, waiting for him to yell polo from somewhere that, you know, in the same zip code. And it, it, it it's fun to see him you know, be back and be doing the things that he had been doing. Like his putting's really good right now. His driving's decent. Like he kind of gets himself in weird spots, but he's almost better from those weird spots. And this week we have really narrow fairways. I mean, you know, you, you'll you get to, you'll go out to the course tomorrow. I assume, I know you said you hadn't seen it today, but mm-hmm. like it's, you'll you'll have more insight on that for Wednesday's show. And and I don't know. I just, I think that this course sets up well for Jordan. Like he can drive it into weird stuff and still come back and contend but I don't know if this is going to be his week but if he doesn't finish in the top 10 I will be shocked
1: yeah I, I tend to agree with pretty much everything you said there that I, I like him a lot I don't love him he's not my number one pick to win this week but yeah he's certainly in my top 10 uh, you know I, I I think it's going to be a good week for him it'll be a title contention of some magnitude whether it's uh, a shot back after you know 72 holes or five shots back but I do think he will be uh, up there I just I see too much value da- further down the line and, and I think that yeah. there are a lot of guys out there that have a really good chance of winning this thing the one one thing that I do think Speeth has working in his favor I know there will be a lot of talk this week about this being a close to 7,900 yard golf course and yeah. everyone's gonna say oh my gosh it's so long only the long hitters have a real serious chance of winning this thing that's not going to be the case in fact if you go back to 2012 when the wind was blowing more than it'll blow this week and It was soft and playing even longer, uh, Mm. really than it'll probably play this week. Uh, Okay, Rory won. We know that Rory is a great driver of the golf ball and hits it a long way. The other nine guys in the top ten did not finish in the top ten in driving distance. You had a lot of fairly short hitters from uh, David Lynn to Carl Pedersen to Ian Poulter. I mean, like Adams and his like
2: his baby blanket was up there, like (laughs) you know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that, you know, there there's a, a good chance for Jordan this week. He's not my favorite play, though. Let's move yeah. on to Rory. Uh, Rory, a couple of weeks ago, um, talked about last week on the pod, Jeff Sherman, the VP of risk management from Superbook Sports, who is uh, at Golf Odds on Twitter. And he's kind of the guy that really sets the market on a lot of this stuff. But uh, Jeff's told Jeff told me that On Wednesday of the Wells Fargo, he had Rory at 20 to one, got some sharp action Mm -hmm. on Rory for the PGA, moved him to 18 to one the next day. Then he started to play well, moved him to 16 to one. And after the win, moved him to 10 to one as the tournament favorite, which, uh, you know, uh, life comes at you quickly, I guess, when you're uh, Rory McIlroy and you're trying to bet on Rory McIlroy. And so all of a sudden he's the tournament favorite. uh, One, uh, as far as questions to you, One, does he deserve to be the tournament favorite? If you were handicapping the field, is he your favorite this week? And two, what do you think of his chances this week to um, go back-to-back at Kiowa, if you will?
2: Okay, so I have... kind of two schools of thought when it comes to should he be the number one? One, it's like my heart that's like, yeah, he just won again at Quill Hollow, and DJ has kind of been just blowing dust, and you know, oh, it's so great. Like, yeah, half of me wants to be like, yeah, he deserves to be there. He's the last person that won this event, but at the same time, like, no, I think he should be closer to 20, 25 to 1, in my opinion. Like, I don't think he should be, okay, maybe not 20, 25 to 1, 18 to 20 to 1. Like, that kind of should be his range still even though he did just win again he hasn't had that consistency that we saw from him and i think that the covid break like when when everything kind of shut down in march that was the worst thing that could have happened for rory because he was on such like a wave, like he was playing so well leading up into that COVID break COVID happened. And then his game kind of fell apart in a way. So I don't think he's quite back. His putting is so much better right now. Like, I think he should be, you know, around, okay, 15 to 18 to one, but I just don't think he should be 10 to one, 11 to one. I saw on some books. And what do you think?
1: I don't have a problem with him being the favorite DJ has got a knee injury forces withdrawal last week from the Nelson. We don't know how serious it is. I know he played 18 holes uh, earlier today. We're recording this on Monday evening. So came out on Monday and played 18 at Kiowa. So can't be hurting him that much. If he's going to play 18 on a really long golf course, Um, JT, I could put in that mix John Rom, who Mm -hmm. really hasn't played great either. He's finished outside the top 30 and his last two starts missed the cut a couple of weeks ago. And so, I just sort of by default, I don't have a problem with Rory being the favorite. Yeah. Uh, what I do have a problem with is, and this goes beyond just betting. This is more for the, the one and dones and the major championship pools. I, I assume Amanda, that we'll have a lot of people listening this week who aren't ordinarily uh, golf betters, but they say, oh, I need somebody for the pool. We do a major yeah. pool and I need to pick somebody who should I pick? Rory's obviously on my list. I got to pick Rory. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to say based on, two facts. One is, okay, he won here. The only history we have to go on. I mean, nobody here played in the 1991 Ryder Cup. So (laughs) the only history at Kiwa that we have to go on is the 2012 PGA Championship. And you go and look at that and you go, well, Rory dominated. He won by eight. So therefore I like Rory. And then you say, okay, I want to look at current form. Let me go back to the last start for each of these players. Oh, look at that. Rory McIlroy won in his last start. Okay. Therefore I like him. So there's two really solid reasons to like Rory this week. And I think people are going to read way too much into that. I think there's going to be at least as far as those, those pools, maybe not necessarily the betting markets and maybe not necessarily DFS or anything like, but I do think that the people in those pools are going to go, I I'm all in, I'm pushing all my chips in on Rory because it just makes sense. I mean, you know, sometimes, and I was doing my PGA tour radio show with Michael Collins and, and Michael picked Rory this week and, you know, I, he sort of gave the Occam's Razor defense, which is uh, the most sensible answer is usually the right answer. And, and I, I, I kind of said, okay, that's. It's I, not in golf, it. though. It doesn't but happen yeah, in golf. It just doesn't happen that often in our game. So tell that I, to
2: Rich Beam and and what to say, Sean McKeel. Like, is course. that no? <laughs>
1: yeah, there are a lot of times when it's just, hey, you know what? Uh, if common sense says. Something should happen. Usually in golf, it doesn't happen. That well,
2: way. the other way.
1: <laughs> yeah. So again, I, I like Rory this week. I, I feel very much the same, same way with Spieth. Uh, If yeah. I had to take two big name players this week, if you're in one of those pools, it does like, okay, two from tier a and two from tier yeah. B. I don't like Bryson DeChambeau, despite this I being like a long that. golf course. I think a lot of people will say, Hey, long course. He's a long hitter. Boom. I got Bryson this week. I just, last week was a long golf course and he didn't play well. I was told by one player on Wednesday last week that that course suited Bryson perfectly. And Oh, by the way, he didn't play well there. So if he didn't play well there, I can't imagine he's going to take it to this event and start playing well here. Don't like John Rahm, not in good form. DJ has been a little hurt. Brooks has been hurt. Of course, uh, just trying to get back into the swing of things, but missed the cut (laughs) last week. JT is the one guy that I can look at and say, all right. He's fine. Same, Xander, uh, same thing, you know, Xander, right. Yeah. Playing well, you know, nothing, nothing really, you know, kind of jumps out at you and says, Hey, don't take him, you know, for some reason, but of the top tier, Jordan and Rory are the guys that I really like. Is, is there another guy out there that you look at and say, you know, th- this big name player should show up this week?
2: Yeah, the two that I... I'm actually surprised you didn't go in the direction that I thought you were going to go. I Hmm. really like JT and Xander this week. Xander's putting has been so good since the Masters. I mean, I think, what was he tied for third there? And I like how he's been playing. He's just hanging around top 10 last week. No one really is paying attention because he's not winning and like you're expecting him to win and he's not really in the top 10 except for like on Sunday he kind of makes his way back in. So I really like him and I love JT. Like JT's playing pretty well. He won the players a few months ago. I, I they're different courses but they're kind of similar. Like I feel like the grass and the wind is a little similar. You've a lot of water um in in that sense. So I think he actually has a good chance. So I like Xander and JT. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't hate them. I, I'm working on my ranking of the field right now. It'll probably be out by the time a lot of you are listening to this podcast. So you'll be sitting there going, Well, what do you mean you have this guy at this spot? And there's a good <laughs> chance I'm gonna move people around. But yeah. I have JT and Xander each low-end top ten, or maybe just outside the top 10, but not very far down. So I like them. Rory and Jordan, I have top five each. So again, like I, mm-hmm. I like them. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, when I say eh, mm-hmm. I don't love them, I, I really like them. I've got a lot of guys in that second tier, and I hate to call them second tier players because they're really good players, but guys who are 30 to one to 70 to one, there are a whole bunch of guys that I really like in that range, Amanda. And I I can start going down the list of players that that I really like, but um, as we move our way down, uh, is there, is there a name? And and I know you said you don't like Bryson this week. Is there a name um, from that list of sort of the elite talents that you're fading this week? Bryson's my guy. Bryson's like, just sort of, he's off the radar screen. He might play pretty well, but I don't see him contending. Is there a guy that you're just off on this week?
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. I'm not I'm not loving Dustin Johnson. Like I think. Mm-hmm. If Dustin Johnson ends, ends up playing well, it might be John Rahm. That's the one that plays really bad, or maybe both of them. But I, I'm kind of torn between DJ and Rahm. But I I don't know. Doing backflips flips off of a jet in on Peanut Island. I don't know if that's like exactly a great way to prep for a major championship. But I mean, that was like honestly, two weeks ago. I'd be doing the same thing. Like I would be there too. I we I used to go to peanut Island and do crazy stuff like that. So it's fine. But that was a few weeks
1: ago. He doesn't have to be prepping. You know, it's <laughs> say, like it's so funny in the world of social media when we have more insight, more access to I know. specific players and you see <laughs> a player doing unrelated. something that doesn't involve golf and all of a sudden you're like, I know shouldn't you be practicing your swing shouldn't you be working on your putting right now shouldn't you be it's like no just be a person you're allowed to like go out on a tuesday morning and do a backflip off a boat who cares you know like let's not let's not make this sound like these guys have to practice 16 hours a day every day
2: i know that is true you are right and i'm just just making a joke no no
1: I know, i know i know i know you're right uh (laughs) dj the one thing about dj two things one is that he has shown a propensity and we saw it last summer for going from zero to 60, very, very quickly,
2: real quick
1: that he can go from, I have no form whatsoever. And you're like, Whoa, I'm way off on DJ for a while. I'm not going to bet on him." And all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, I decided to play well and I played well and there we go. And, and it just, it comes back to him. Yeah. And the second thing is that you kind of forget, but he grew up in this type yeah. of environment. Okay. Myrtle beach and Kiwa are not exactly the, Uh, in the same tax bracket, but
2: But uh, still it's it's the
1: same state, South Carolina. He's going to feel at home coming here. I'm sure he's played Q uh, probably more times than most of the other players in this field. I'm sure he played junior events and amateur events and collegiate events uh, at this golf course before. So uh, there's gotta be some sort of comfort level for him. So I I don't hate DJ. Uh, Can't wait till tomorrow, by the way, only 15 press conferences, Uh, in the interview room on Tuesday from nine to five. I'll be doing interviews for radio with a lot of the guys when they finish up. That is a, a large schedule, but DJ is one of the more intriguing ones because I want to know was last week just for precautionary measures or was last week like I'm hurt and I can't play and hopefully I'll be better a week later.
2: Yeah, that is a good question. and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's Fine. And and, and to your point, like he is comfortable in this area, like his one, his best finish in his kind of recent slump was at the RBC. So he does like this kind of golf in this, Mm -hmm. in this state. So maybe I shouldn't fade him. I, maybe, you know, he'll, you know, show up and finish top 10, but it'll only time will tell.
1: Yeah. We will find out very soon. Let's get to this mid tier because this is my favorite mid tier that I've ever seen quite honestly. (laughs) I I think there's so much value here. Uh, I'm going to go down the list of, Guys that I like, and I'm going to probably forget a few of them as well, but uh, from Daniel Berger
0: yeah. to
1: Mark Leishman to Victor Hovland, who is probably kind of lower top tier than upper or mid tier, but uh, he's a guy that I like a lot. Mark Leishman, Sungjae Im, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. uh, there, Corey Connors. There, there are a lot of guys in this range that I think are going to play really, really well this week. Um, any of those names stick out to you? or you got anyone else that uh, that you're looking at from this range?
2: Yeah, I love Corey Connors. I think he is just playing so well. I, I, I think his first major will be um, a uh, a Masters, but I do like mm. him a lot. One guy that I'm really intrigued about is Will Zalatoris. I heard he played yeah. golf today with Steve Stricker, who's the Ryder Cup captain, assistant captain, Zach Johnson, and as Joe Beal very funnily put it, like self-proclaimed whatever cohort or, or so whatever Phil Mickelson is kind of like hanging out. So um that kind of tells me something that's interesting. It's like they won't even give this guy a PGA tour membership and he could potentially be on the Ryder Cup team. So I'm gonna keep an eye on him. I also like Matt Fitzpatrick a lot. I think this is like a really good course for him. These English guys on these Sandy courses, um, they tend to play really well. So I like Matt Fitzpatrick a lot. Keegan. Uh, he kind of shows up at pga championships he's putting better Mm -hmm. you've been hot on him so maybe even keegan for top 20 this week
1: i I like that a lot going back to Corey connors i I find it very interesting that some players for whatever reason just sort of become big names you know we we hype them up earlier in their careers victor (laughs) hovland is a good example victor hovland okay we knew about hovland coming out of oklahoma state he's played well for a few years now coming in here fresh off a pair of third place finishes and like, boom, he's 20 to one. It's like, yeah. all right. Like a lot of people like him as well. They should. I love him this week. Mm-hmm. He's second on my list as of right now. And that could change by the time I publish it. <laughs> but um, there's certain guys who get a lot of respect from the books and a lot of respect from the public. Corey Connors is a guy that I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just the unassuming Canadian thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like, both the books and the public are looking at Corey Connors right now saying, ah, that's a nice little story. Uh, he's, right? He's had a good little run. But not like, hey, this guy is a a force. This guy is one of the best ball strikers in the world. This mm-hmm. guy, when he puts just above the field average, he is going to be in the mix. He's going to be in contention. And I, I don't know when he starts getting that respect. He should have gotten it yeah. after another top 10 at the Masters where he played well a few years ago as well. But I, it just, for whatever reason... We tend to look at Corey Connors, collectively, we, yeah, everybody out there <laughs> looks at Corey Connors as like, uh, he's, you know, like nice little Canadian guy doing his thing over there. But I, he is really, really talented. And at he some is. point, people are going to start realizing it and the books are going to adjust. So I guess my advice for the people out there is jump on it before the books adjust to what he really is.
2: Yeah absolutely and that's that's how i feel about a lot of these guys when they come over to the us like you know so these events are kind of hard uh to handicap with with the um with the being a major but you know you see guys like gary kego and
0: mm-hmm.
2: christian um the sweden wheat and it's like there's so many guys that are coming over this week from europe that are just so talented that have been an absolute fire like john catlin kind of underperformed last week mm-hmm. that was a shame but it'll be interesting to see how he plays this week he's really good in these windy conditions um but yeah, there's a lot of guys that just get no respect that it's like, they should get a little bit more respect. But obviously you and I and anyone who's betting likes when these guys don't get any respect from the books because then we make more money.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> disrespect to everybody. I'd be fine yes. with that. Yeah, Matt Wallace is another guy who's played Yeah, really he's in the my article this week. On the PGA Tour. I, I really like Matt Wallace this week. Mm-hmm. He should be a very popular play. The two guys that I haven't mentioned yet are the two guys that won the Zurich Classic together. I'm not sure that we can take anything from yeah, an event in new Orleans that's a team event that has nothing to do with a major championship and an individual event, but I really like Mark Leishman's at the top of my list. Yeah. And I've had Mark Leishman pegged. I've talked about him on the pod the last couple of weeks with Justin where I look, he's got so much going for him. First of all, even if it doesn't get super windy here, which it's not really supposed to, but not super windy at Kiowa is still a one and a half to two club wind. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's not like it's totally laying down and there's no wind out there. The, uh you know it's either a two club wind or a four club wind and a two club wind is the not windy wind and so uh i still think that his low trajectory is going to help him this week he hits the ball a long way and i know people are going to mm-hmm. look at it and say he's 148th on the pj tour in driving distance averages 291 off the tee it's yeah but enough. his long irons i remember not all length is measured by how far you hit a driver hits his mid and long irons really really well that's going to help this week Guy can get up and down from the proverbial trash can around the greens. Form is really good. Top 30 in his last three individual events. Of course, the win with Cam Smith, who I'm going to get to in a second, at the Zura Classic. And he went on Gravy in the Sleeves," our buddy's show on Mm -hmm. uh, Sirius XM PGA Tour radio uh, last week and said, if I'm ever going to win a major, this might be the venue that suits my game the best. As soon as he said that, I was on him already. As soon as he said that, I'm like, all right. Leishman's my guy. I'm going to put him at the top of my list. I usually don't delve that deep, and he's well, shop around. He's between 66 and 80 to one in most books this week. And so you can get a good number on Mark Leishman. So I, I really like him. If you don't want to pick him to win uh, top fives, top tens, he's certainly capable of doing that. In fact, he was uh, fifth place at the Masters just mm-hmm. last month, and, and I don't think Augusta National suits him nearly as well as Kiowa does. So I, I like him and then getting to cam Smith, uh, by the way, first player, when I checked in, I'm here on the Island. Uh, when I checked into my, my condo last night, uh, the first player at registration that I saw, which is always a good sign was cam Smith. And so, um, I, I felt like I should probably like You know what? I don't even need the key. I was going to turn around and go back to Orlando and go home because I, I just saw the guy that I wanted to bet. And there he is. And I, I got my sign. And so, Cam Smith was the first guy I saw and Cam Smith has been playing tremendous golf. Go back yeah. and look at Cam Smith's results this year, which are like one after another, after another, it's like, wow, Cam Smith played well. It's like, you know, Cam Smith kind of plays well every single week. So he's another guy, another Australian plays well in the wind plays well in big events. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good week.
2: Yeah, he he's my um, my favorite first round leader pick. He leads the tour in, in first round scoring, so um, I love him this week. And Mark Leachman, I also have him picked for some stuff on uh, Wednesday, so I love both of those guys. It's kind of funny. I kind of now think of them as a pair, which is awful <laughs> because like they're individual people. But like no, now they're just like I mean, one has a wiener dog, but they're they're so similar.
1: One has a mullet. The other has a fake mullet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> one has a wig.
1: By the way, my first round leader bet this week is, uh, I don't think I like it. What is it? It's like one of these, like something's got to give. So in his last five starts, Sergio Garcia has four scores on Thursdays that are 65, 65, 67, 68. (laughs) Sounds really good, right? Yeah. Except the fifth of those five events was the masters where he shot 76 in the opening round, missed the cut, which, Oh, by the way, In his last 12 major starts, he's missed the cut 10 times. And the two times he made the cut, he did not finish inside the top 50. He's been absolutely awful at the majors ever since the 2017 PGA. We're going on four years now where Sergio has been terrible at major (laughs) championships. And so I look at it and I go... I don't know. He's played really well on Thursdays lately, and he's played really bad in majors uh, over the last few years. So at some point, something's got to give. So I'm saying that the major thing is going to give this week and he will keep it going on Thursdays. But I, I don't know that he can keep it going for three full days. I don't know that I would bet Sergio necessarily outright, but I think he can get off to a good start.
2: like that yeah i think that's interesting i was really close to picking him last week for something because it does it feels like he's just close like there's he played well kind of early in the year he played decent in dubai and he just kind of hasn't really been there this year
1: yeah he's a tough guy to try to figure out i liked him a little bit last week um like i said on the gimme last week he since 2011 he's won an event every single year he's not won in 2021 yet but at some point it's coming and i have no idea whether it's coming at a big one or he goes back to another Sanderson farms and picks off uh, yeah. another W against an inferior field when you least expect it. Any other, before we get to our DFS lineup this week, Amanda, anyone else like way further down the board that you look at and you say, you know what? There's a little bit of value there. I might you like them a little bit.
2: Matt Kuchar right now. Um, I see him mm. around 100 to one. He played really well last week. He likes these kind of swampy golf courses. He likes the RBC, um, so I I like him a lot this week. Uh, Brendan Todd, another guy around 100 to one. I don't love him, but actually a guy at 100 to one I do really like is Thomas Peters. Um, Kevin Kisner also around 100, 125 to one. Those those numbers. Victor Perez actually great value at one. 25 to one. You know, I mean, he played well at the masters unit, or was it the players that he ended up with the top 10 finish and um, came back on the weekend. He's just been phenomenal. So I love him, Sam Horsfield. You guys know, I love Sam Horsfield. Um, I don't know if I've been to win this week, but top 40 top 30 might be an interesting bet for him.
1: Yeah, I think. And and for those who are listening that aren't, uh, usual golf bettors and, or maybe just tuning in because it's a major championship and you want to bet on a major championship. Welcome. Uh, we do this every single week, by the way. (laughs) And so, um, figure out, I guess my advice is figure out what you want to bet for these guys. And there are some guys with long odds that you say, can he really win the golf tournament this week? I don't know that he can necessarily win Matt Kuchar. You mentioned Kuchar. I really like this week. He's 175 to one, but yeah, I can, is he going to win this golf tournament? I don't think so. Can you finish in the top five at 28 to one top 10 at 11 to one? Yeah. I love those Maury
2: for winning. I mean, it's like, hello, it's, it's, it's so good. Like, that's why those are my favorite bets. Like when people ask me, well, isn't golf really hard to bet? I'm like, well, well, you know guys that are going to finish in the top 20 the top 10 every week. And once you kind of figure that out and figure out, you don't always need to bet the winners. You're going to start making money. And there's guys that had get no respect. And you see that number there. You said like 28 to one, 11 to one. For top five top tens like those are really good numbers
1: russell henley has some great numbers as well mm. jeez i i don't know who's disrespecting russell henley what he did to anybody but <laughs> uh, where i just haven't he went to university
2: year. of georgia that's what he did
1: where'd henley go i was just scrolling through he might change as oh 225 to 1 to win 28 to 1 top 5 12 to 1 top 10 so i I think there's some really juicy numbers on russell henley and then if you're looking at guys okay major long shot this guy's asleep or he's got a big number next to his name can he really win though if you're looking for one of those guys who yes he can win a big event he's very capable of doing it and if you want to just throw something on a lottery ticket siwoo kim on a pete Dye golf course at 130 to to one this week
2: that was shocking
1: very good value i I can't believe he's at that, yeah. that number. I would have thought Siwoo was going to be sixty or seventy to one this week, not hundred and thirty. I mean that he is twice the price of a Sam Burns, of a Matt Fitzpatrick, Keegan Bradley, yeah. uh, Bubba Watson. I, ooh, I like Keegan. Uh, excuse me, I like Siwoo at that number a lot, Amanda.
2: Yeah, I do too. And speaking of people that are just getting really kind of ridiculous numbers, Y.E. Yang is 350 to 1 to win. He's the guy he won in 2009. He beat Tiger. Um, Omar Yuresti, who was the former pro and then became, mm-hmm. you know, the PGA pro and everyone is always like up in arms him playing things. He is just above him and just below Jim Herman. So Y.E. Yang, man, he was the first like, Asian man to win a major. And they're putting him below Omar Uresti. Like I, I I have some fists to throw, some punches to throw.
1: You're on your own Kiwa Island with that one. I, I cannot support a Y Yang bet this week. In fact <laughs> I don't support I,
2: it. I just don't think Omar Uresti should be above the Yang. I will
1: take Omar to make the cut. How, how's that sound? Actually that's an
2: interesting uh, play.
1: By by the way, looking at if you want to look at just ridiculous odds at the bottom of the board, uh, there's one name jumping out at me of Sorry. all the names on here, like towards, you know, you look towards, okay, get past all the club pros. You got a couple of like former champs and Yang and McKeel and beam and okay. And looking at some random European guys right in the middle of there. I get that Eric van Royen has not played very good golf this year.
2: Yeah. That's Eric van
1: Royen is 600 to one. He's 25 to one for a top 10 this week. You look at, and I mentioned him earlier. Some of those guys that finished top 10 in 2012, And there are some really not big names on that list. And so, uh, if you're thinking that history might repeat itself, don't just think about Rory McElroy winning at Kiowa yet again. Think about some guys with big odds who can finish inside that top 10. Van Royan, 25 20, 600 to 1, 66 to 1, top 5, 25 to 1, top 10. You know, I think there's some good odds on that.
0: This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell. Here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts, plus they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Now, back to the show.
1: Uh, let's get to our DraftKings lineup. We do it every week on The Gimme, and we'll do it right here on the podcast every week as well.
2: Want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away.
0: We're going go nose to go nose-to-nose with him, and you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because, God damn it, that's what I demand of you.
1: So let's get drafting. Amanda, you get the first crack on the gimme every single week. So I guess there's no reason to not do the same thing here on oh. the podcast. So please take the honors.
2: Thank you. I was going to let you go first for being such oh, a Oh, no,
1: no. But...
2: <laughs> let's start this off with a bang. I'm going with Xander. I really like him. Like, you know, it's either him or JT for my really expensive guys. I like Xander. He's putting really well. He had a good finish last week. He's been playing well. He had a good finish in the Masters. So I really like Xander this week.
1: I'm going to have most of my lineups loaded up with guys from 72 to 7,400 up to 9,300. Nice. Um, I just think there's so many guys in that area that like, You can build a whole lineup of six of those players. And I think any of those six can play really well this week. I'm starting most of them with Mark Leishman at (laughs) 7,600. I just think he's, like I said, he's my favorite player on the board. And I also think he's extremely undervalued as far as DFS is concerned.
2: I like that. I'm going to go with a guy you like that you mentioned. uh, Matt Wallace is a guy I also really like. Um, I also like him for a first round leader this week. So I'm going to take Matt Wallace next.
1: All right. Well, you've done an expensive play and a mid-tier guy. I've done a mid-tier guy. I get my expensive guy. So uh, I'm not going too deep, but Victor Hovland, I mentioned him as well. 9,300. Guy's playing so well right now. It wouldn't shock anybody to see Victor Hovland Uh, basically change the narrative because we've talked about over the last couple of years, who are the best players under 25 or 25 and under. And I think over the past year, it started with, well, morikawa obviously because he's a major champion and then matthew wolf in the past although not now okay hovland im cameron champ sam burns now has done some stuff <laughs> excellent uh, but we look at those guys and say, okay you know some combination of all that I, i'm forgetting neiman i'm forgetting zalatoris of course I, I don't mean to leave anybody out but i think there's a chance that at some point very soon We don't just automatically assume that Colin Morikawa is number one on that list because I think Victor Hovland is coming. He's coming in a hurry and it could be this week. I'm putting him in there. Ninety three hundred.
2: I like that play. Um, I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. I'm going to go with Kevin Kisner, South Carolina guy, Palmetto guy, not too far away. He tends to play really well in these courses. Um, he, I don't know, this kind of seems like a week for him. I'm trying to give you a little bit more money, but, um, I don't know. I just have a good feeling about Kevin Kisner this week.
1: Okay. I like that. I actually watched him. We did our PJ tour radio show from the range. We were on the far right side of the range. And for the last hour of the show, Kisner was on the far right side of the range. So we had a good view of him. He's working on some things, but looks like he's swinging it well and good spirits. So I have no problem with that. You've left me 9,100 on the board. Wow. There's some guys That's I really like nice. there. Yeah, you're really nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Reed, right there at 9,100. I like Patrick Reed this week. I do too. I don't know that I love him. Apparently, he has moved from a, he went from a 44-inch driver to a 46-inch driver. That was too much. He was spraying it all over the place. He's backed yeah. off to a 45-and-a-half-inch driver and is sort of like, you know, went from uh, the parge was too hot, the parge was too cold, and now the parge is just right, And he's Mm -hmm. apparently hitting it really well. So I I like Patrick Reed there. Pat Cantley, I I can't quite get behind right now. I'm usually a huge fan of Cantley, but he's not played well lately. Cameron Smith, I mentioned, I really like him, 8,900. Will Zalatoris, what's not to like? We like him every week, 8,800. And then I get to the guy that I'm going to pick. I'm going to leave 400 on the board. I'm going Daniel Berger. And quite honestly, Amanda, I'm getting my top three picks in this lineup. Leishman, (laughs) Hovland, and Berger. I can't pass that up. And so that's our lineup. Berger, Hovland, Kisner, Leishman, Shoffley, Wallace. Uh, I think that's a really strong lineup right there. I
2: do too. I like that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty We're, good.
2: Just so the listeners know, we take 10% when you, uh, <laughs> when you uh, enter our lineups. Thank you. You can send that to my personal demo.
1: It's always nice. So you don't realize this, but on the pod, we get to see just how many people are listening to the pod by how many people duplicate our lineup on a weekly basis. So... <laughs> If that's if awesome. you want to see, you know, just put that in DraftKings and uh, see how many people you're tied with at the end of the week. And then you say, oh, there's our people.
2: Hey, that's guys. <laughs> Hi,
1: guys. We that's all so tied. Oh, yeah you know, well A uh, hundred of us split a million dollars. That's still some money. That's still okay. Yeah. We'll make something true. off of that. 10000 each. Okay. Yeah. We'll be all right with that. <laughs> so uh, that is the lineup there. Can't wait for this PGA Championship to get started. Amanda, thanks so much for sitting in for J-Ray this week.
2: Thanks for trusting me. I mean, you know, you guys are both dads, so you're real adults, and I'm just kind of here breathing your air. So thanks.
1: I didn't trust you. I had nobody else.
2: <laughs> Thank you. You only had <laughs> eyes for me. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much to everybody out there for listening to <laughs> this edition of the Action Network podcast. You can catch Amanda and I with Peter Jennings making his long-awaited return on The Gimme this week, Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. For everybody out there, good luck. With your picks for this week's PGA Championship, here's open you at the Green. We're finished talking.